Hello world and welcome to the Overtone Warp Zone. This podcast is for people who enjoy games, love music, and want to know more about how their favorite songs work. Each episode will focus on one piece of music from the video game corpus and talk about one musical concept found in that piece. I'm Dan Bergman and let's get started. As I start out this podcast, we'll be doing a deep dive into the score of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. This is far and above my favorite game series, and it serendipitously combines a huge amount of different franchises together. In the August 8, 2018 Nintendo Direct, Masahiro Sakurai revealed the number of songs to be around 900, with over 28 hours of listening from start to finish. Needless to say, we could be at this game for a long time. The music of the series comes to us in a few different ways. Some songs are pulled straight from the original game, unchanged. Others are remixes that have been arranged in a previous Smash Bros. title or other game, and some are remixes that are new to Ultimate. In today's episode, we are taking a look at the song Vampire Killer from the Castlevania franchise. This is the Smash Ultimate remix of the song, arranged by... Well, I looked everywhere to see who it was arranged by, but I cannot find it because the game has not been released yet as of the recording of this podcast, but it will be in the show notes. Regardless, here is Vampire Killer from Smash Ultimate. incredible theme. Castlevania is a series about the Belmont clan rising up and defeating Dracula throughout history. Many different horror-themed monsters find their way into the games, and interestingly, the original book Dracula by Bram Stoker is considered part of the Castlevania timeline. The song Vampire Killer is, in fact, one of the very first pieces of music from any Castlevania game. It plays as soon as you gain control of Simon Belmont in the original NES classic as he enters the gates to Dracula's castle. The original tune has four different four-bar phrases that loop back on each other. Here it is in its original form, Vampire Killer composed by Kinuyo Yamashita and Sato Terashima.
trailer for Simon and Richter Belmont started off the previously mentioned Nintendo Direct, and it set the tone for a crazy amount of information, with lots of good news for Smash fans. The moment Simon revealed himself in the castle, the theme just punctuated the nostalgia for a lot of people. The first three notes after the drum fill brings to mind the whole song immediately. And hashtag rip Luigi. The very first song that played in the direct was actually the Castlevania Judgment version of the song. A fitting rendition, since Judgment was the Castlevania series fighting installment. At the same time, it was a not-so-fitting rendition, as the game is the worst reviewed in the entire series, because it was a Wii release with wacky camera angles and motion controls. Let's have a listen to the Judgment remix of Vampire Killer, composed by Yasushi Asada, Michiru Yamane, and the Konami Kukea Club, and arranged by Yasushi Asada. Clearly the Smash remix was inspired by this version. I'm going to switch back and forth between the two versions so you get an idea of how similar they are, starting off with the Smash Ultimate remix. This is clearly a well-written theme, but what makes it so great? That brings us to the concept of the day. Borrowed Chords! It's the third note of the melody that really sells this song. Ya-da-da-da! That one right there. That note has a sense of heroism and optimism in an otherwise pretty tropey, spooky, scary song. And that's not just a feeling. There's a reason the note makes us feel that way. Vampire Killer is in the key of D minor, whose notes are D, E, F, G, A, B flat, C, and D. The note in question, ya da da da, is not actually in the key of D minor at all. It's a B natural, which we find in D major. So while the composer is using the key of D minor, they're using notes from D major. So how come it doesn't really clash? Well, to take a look at that, we need to take a look at the chords, which we can figure out by looking at the first three chords that go underneath the melody. The first chord is a D with an open fifth. The second could be considered a G suspension with a D in the bass. And that third melody note resolves the suspension to a G major. 
So for that whole moment in time, everything at the same time as that B natural is in the key of D major, using that G major chord that fits into the D major key. Very interesting. Let's take a listen to what this song would have sounded like if the composers decided that they wanted to just stick to the notes that are found in the D minor scale. This recording is a modified version of a MIDI I found on the website videogamemuseum.com. Pay attention especially to that third note, the B natural, which is now just a B flat. Listen to how uninspired and boring that is. Ugh, thank goodness they did not use that. So the D minor way of composing the song is yada da da, whereas the borrowed chord version of the song is yada da da. So what is it exactly that makes this B natural sound so good? Building a chord on G, the fourth scale degree of D minor, is usually a G minor. In D major, however, this chord would be G major. In essence, the composers borrowed a chord from a different mode of D to work in the song, and that's exactly the term we use for this practice, borrowed chord. This particular use of the borrowed chord also makes us think of the Dorian scale, which is just the D minor scale with a B instead of a B flat. The Dorian scale is used all over video game music and can often be used to convey danger, in that the key has a minor root chord, with a contrasting hopefulness, in that the key has a major four chord. The only time the melody of Vampire Killer uses this Dorian feel is in the first of its four sections, and in the remixes of the song these three notes are really accentuated in terms of dynamic and rhythm. The rest of the song uses a very melodic minor with lots of dominant chords and melodies that wind around with leading tones bringing us back to D minor. The song is telling us a story. Our hero Simon is boldly kicking in the door to the enemy castle, which responds in its dark and brooding Halloween-y minor key. So I said earlier that this idea of a Dorian feel with a major four chord and a minor key is used all over video game music. There's one example that comes to mind immediately. Have a listen. That's right, the very song that is the theme to our game, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, uses this chord as its second chord. It helps to keep the melody sounding silly and not taking itself too seriously because, after all, you do have some of video games' most beloved mascots fighting each other to the death. You have a balloon thing fighting the warlord of darkness. You have a potted plant fighting against who knows who else. This game is silly in its intensity. Therefore, the use of that major four chord to give this song that Dorian feel is a great compositional idea to keep it sounding zany and fun and not taking itself too seriously. This original theme, by the way, was composed by Hideki Sakamoto. I could talk a lot about the different things that I enjoy about these tunes, but the purpose of this podcast is to touch on one concept per episode and keep it bite-sized. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. If you have any comments or suggestions for a piece of music or a musical concept, you can contact me at overtonewarpzone at gmail.com. Until next time, keep playing.